This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. Get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin for a savings of up to $600. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $4.99. And Friday through Monday, get a Beautyrest Queen mattress for just $99. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you for the best deal of the season. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. $99 mattress offer available in-store only at the Boss Supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. And you were listening to the October 20th, 2017 edition of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Rotovis podcast dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. Brought to you by my bookie, our co-sponsor of the show here today as well. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe, and joining me today on the show is a very special guest, part of the Roto Experts fam. can be found on uh, on the daily over at Fantasy Sports Network on the Target Fantasy Show. He's an accuracy aficionado and lover of the greatest decade of all time. That is the 90s, of course. Welcome to the show, my man, Jake Seeley. You can find him on the tweets at All In Kid. It is great to have you on the Mailbag Show. Jake, what's good, man? Uh, a lot, especially if you're an Amari Cooper owner as we're recording this. I, I mean, I don't even know where to go with this. It's just, it's just like... Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. It's the never-ending story. Hey, wait, that's 80s. I was going to say, there's some 90s. 90s uh, yeah, for you. Never, I know. I was talking about the never ending story. I know what you're talking about. This, like, here's the thing, though, is he went from being the greatest buy low to probably the greatest sell high because immediately what's going to happen is it always does. Uh, you'll get the reference, I think, and I, I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but I keep saying it. He's Brandon Cooks. He has this game, 100 yards, two touchdowns, and people think he's going to do that all year long and don't realize how up and down like Brandon Cooks he is. Yeah, it's certainly going to be an awesome, awesome narrative to, to see play out here for the rest of the year. It's almost like they're going to be force-feeding him, at least for today. But to your point, yeah, we don't know what to expect going forward. KC secondary isn't isn't the greatest here. That's how you beat him, right? So this is going to be interesting to see shake out here and uh, from a DFS purpose uh, as well going forward here. But we're going to answer all the questions for this week uh, with respect to dynasty trades, player outlooks, redraft takes, start sits, DFS hits, you name it. But before we do dive Right in, Jake. You've been diving right into uh, a lot of the Week Seven stuff, which is underway. I cannot believe we're already in Week Seven here. And as usual, uh, you've been making your updates here, weekly uh, weekly rankings and projections, and of course sleepers, uh, which are live for the week. So I perused this week's slate of games outside of tonight here on Monday morning, and I gotta say, Jake, I nearly threw up in my mouth here. But it's one of those <laughs> weeks where you you put in the work, you read between the lines, and that's how you gain an edge at this. 
this. So, but having said that, what do you think has been the biggest struggle for you while going through your ranks and projections for this week, particularly? It's pretty much what we end up at any time this time of year, every year. So I know I just said a bunch of words to all repeatedly there, but I think you got what I was saying. It's, it's the fact that once we get to this point of the season, is trying to figure out the usage for when injuries are involved. And that's the biggest thing is because I do projections and that's how I base my rankings is off my projections. And obviously I'm sure you know this and everybody who knows the work that we put into this type of stuff, when you're doing projections, you're basing it off snaps, snap count, targets, usage, all the up and downs, the game flow. And when you have situations like the Jets with this running back mess now or DeMarco Murray, whether he's going to play and if he's playing, how effective is he going to be like Stefan Diggs, who we've actually seen play through an injury and look terrible last year. It's kind of those type of situations which always ends up being the hardest at any time because we're, you know, I don't want to diminish us to say we're weathermen, but when it comes to those type of situations, we are making our best educated guess. We obviously don't know when it comes to injuries. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And, and and I love the analogy, by the way, because we are, in fact, meteorologists. And uh, I'm in the Chicago area. So from at least from a meteorology perspective, in where I am locally, I'm allowed to be wrong all the time because I'm in the Chicago. Yeah. But if you're in San Diego, I mean, you better get it right or find a new <laughs> job here. <laughs> that must be pretty tough. Wake up in the morning. Uh, sunny and 70. All right. See you later. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to know what the pay scale is for a weatherman in San Diego versus Chicago. Like, there has to be some, some diversity there. Uh, Jake, we have a few situations this week where there's some new guys hitting the potential fantasy relevance scene here. Who are you most excited to see and which storyline are you excited to see play out? You know, uh, for this week specifically, uh, I got to tell you, I want to see Joe Mixon. I want to see Joe Mixon after the bye. Joe Mixon, when the, he's got... Two games under Bill Lazor. The offensive line has been pe- playing better than I thought it would. Well, not not terrific, but it's actually been improving. It's kind of gelling together, similar to the Giants. Not that either of these offensive lines are top half of the league, but as they play together, as much as it could be the worst unit in the league, you start to see some improvements. So Mixon's getting the touches before they head into the bye. It's another bye week of moving this offense forward with him as the lead. I was exceptionally high on him this year. I'm watching that game, even though I have no rooting interest outside of Joe Mixon, to see what this offense looks like and what he looks like coming out of by as the lead option. Yeah, absolutely. And we just got some interesting and very solid data from the likes of Warren Sharp and Evan Silva talking about bye weeks and how that potentially adversely impacts. But I think to your point with Mixon, this is one of those anomalic situations in that, you know, it's, it's, it's a new coach. It's, it's, they're, they're running something new. Mixon probably needed the additional time to figure out how they were going to game plan moving forward. I mean, he's somebody that I wasn't taking in redraft. I'm certainly high in dynasty and high. To uh, I just said on the air, I'm high, Jake, so maybe we can edit that out, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I, I do think that Mixon is going to be somebody that's going to show us what he can do. I don't know if it's going to be this week. I don't know if it's going to be next week, but I think it's something to uh, see shake out, absolutely. Now, in addition to Mixon, uh, we had some updates here at the site to our Gillespie apps, which, of course, are really honing in on some of the projections that we have. So find Joe Mixon there. We've also made some updates, uh, the Good Doc and uh, the Fantasy ADHD. Uh, Frisco Josh made some updates there, updating the bottom 15% tile for the floor projections to match that of the quarterbacks as well. So you're going to want to take a look at that. And if you haven't seen the Gillespie app, you're going to want to do so now at a 
30% discount to a road of his NFL pass with the NFL podcast homepage. All you have to do is go click on podcast, click on sign up, and we're going to give you 30% off. It's that simple. And if you do like this show and listen to this show, rate us on iTunes. It means a lot. It's hard work doing this every week. And uh, if you have any questions you want answered on the show, uh, hit us up at rotavizradio at gmail.com, and we'll get those answered for you as well. All right, Jake, let's get down and dirty here for the week. Here we go. First QQ for the week, redraft. What am I supposed to do with Derrick Henry? Can I start him over either C.J. Anderson or Carlos Hyde this week? Well, if DeMarco Murray's out, absolutely. That's really what it comes down to. If if DeMarco Murray's starting, I don't think so. Uh, there's the obvious concern of whether or not that hamstring is going to bother him. If you're a DeMarco Murray owner, you probably want this team to just say, you know what, we got the bye coming up, let's get him healthy. But the thing is, is people aren't paying attention to is the last two weeks is two weeks ago, it was a ton of DeMarco Murray, very little of Derrick Henry from snap count and usage. Last week was going down that same road until the end of the game. So, And at the end of the game, it ended up skewing and balancing those numbers out. But it's still DeMarco Murray going forward, and that's why I'm concerned at Derrick Henry. Because as we saw this at the very beginning of the season with Derrick Henry, and people got excited thinking you could use him similar to not comparing the two running backs. I don't think anybody's going to think that's what I'm doing here. But similar to Atlanta and saying that, hey, you could potentially start both of them. So if Murray is out, I would say no question about it. He's going to be a top 15 running back. If Murray is starting, I think he ends up being that high risk, high reward, and he doesn't go ahead of running backs like that. The two lead backs of Carlos Hyde and C.J. Anderson, I wouldn't start him over. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Now, do you mind anything from the coach speak when he when he says Derrick Henry is our fourth quarter running back? What does that even mean? <laughs> I understand it a little bit, and but that's two weeks ago, and that's would have been last week too. Obviously, the injury played a factor too. But I think that's I, I actually this is one of those few cases where I believe it because why risk Demarco Murray getting more injured or you know reaggravating the hamstring injury in the fourth quarter if the game is in control? I don't think I don't think that means fourth quarter guaranteed. I think that means fourth quarter if the game's out of control, either they're in the lead or behind. Absolutely. And if you want more uh, analysis on Derrick Henry and the likes of, of that situation, uh, check out the uh, the written version of the mailbag. On the site, you can actually take a look at that. Derrick Henry was a topic there uh, when Sean Siegel mentioned Derrick Henry being Tevin Coleman without the passing update. So uh, that's, that's an interesting count there as well. We'll that's go fair. ahead and yeah, we'll move forward here. Redraft. Do I get out from underneath uh, Ezekiel Elliott now while he's playing or hold him and hope he keeps playing? Now, it, it, there was some news here. I think that he could potentially still play for the remainder of the year, but this is interesting. He has an offer for Alvin Kamara and isn't sure if he should take it. What was that be? Maybe 80 cents on the buck there? Yeah, there's no way I'm taking that. Uh, we talked about this during one of the shows on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and I said, if you're coming to me, and one of my co-hosts said, if I came to you with Jerick McKinnon, even in a PPR, what would you say? And I said, to stop you from making more offers like that, and I would include Alvin Kamara in that, and despite the fact that I like Kamara, in a PPR is, I would say, don't come to me unless you're going to give me top three running back value. And that's why I see it going forward is because we had basically a lawyer slash sports agent Anthony Tull we had him on one of our shows, and he said he sees him playing the rest of the year. Potentially something happens in the offseason. Now, that was Wednesday, yesterday, before we got to talk about the potential settlement of maybe a two-, three-game situation. In that case, I'm still saying the same thing. I, if I get Ezekiel Elliott for the rest of the season and he misses two games, all right, so now I get an extra two bye weeks, and I can overcome that. Ezekiel Elliott is just too good for me to give away, uh, and I think that that's the worst-case scenario is maybe two or three games as a settlement. 
fantastic information there. Uh, not necessarily from the injury front, but um, we have there in Dallas, but in New York, there's just loaded with injuries here. So the next question, also redraft, rest of season, Evan Ingram or Jimmy Graham? He's looking to potentially trade one for wide receiver depth. Yeah, so I'll give you a, one of the few things I said about Evan Ingram in my rookie draft profile was that Evan Ingram is a hybrid receiver because you're not going to ask him to block because you really can't. And, you know, I look at it kind of <laughs> like a Quincy and Noonwan, not that they're similar players in that fashion, but they're similar players in that, that half tight end, half wide receiver type of player. So I'm taking Ingram going forward because unless Sterling Shepard is on the field, He's their best receiver, and I mean receiver, everybody on the team included. He's their best receiver. Sterling Shepard, when he's out there, becomes the best, and there's looking like there's a potential for him playing this week, but I don't want to start Sterling Shepard coming off an injury against the Seahawks. And if I'm looking at Evan Ingram for the rest of the season, who's going to be treated as a wide receiver for this team, I'm taking him. I, I, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Graham, and if you told me only this week I'm starting Jimmy Graham, because what do you do? You start your tight ends against the Giants. But... Mm-hmm. For the entire rest of the season, I would actually take it. You had to make the Quincy and Nunwa comp there, didn't you? I mean, it was like a low <laughs> blow. I, I I had Quincy everywhere this off season. <laughs> I mean, it was just like two rounds early. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he did me a favor because last year I was doing the same thing with Tory Smith, and we all know how that worked out. So that was pretty dumb. But uh, moving <laughs> on here, all right, Jake. So I just gave you my tilt here, but uh, what has been your biggest 2017 tilt thus far? Oh, wow. Biggest tilt this season. I would have to say last week. <laughs> I know that it was a lot of people, but the Adrian Peterson thing it was just because it actually goes to a second level. I do a local show here in Virginia. It's the Washington Huddle, which is on NBC and Fox in the majority of Virginia, basically stopped short of D.C. And they asked me last week about Adrian Peterson and they, they queued it up and said, it looks like they could get a potential value out of a terrible signing. And I said, I don't think it's going to be that much better because he looked terrible last year. He looked terrible this year. The offensive line for the Cardinals isn't any good. So if you have him, sell high because I don't expect a lot. And they replayed that clip this week when I did my show for them. <laughs> so that Thanks has for that. to be Yeah, exactly. And I it was good fun and you know that we we face this all the time. And like I said, the, the, all of us. I, I I don't know anybody in the industry that was like, Yeah, Adrian Peterson is gonna be a top fifteen <laughs> running back. But that has to be my – it just happened. My biggest tilt right there. If it was before this week, it would just be Dalvin Cook getting hurt because I owned him in like 90% of my leagues. Oh, just brutal. Just brutal with Dalvin Cook. Just when he's ready to take off Tony Nathan style. Touchdown Tony, right? And, oh, yep. man. And, and what's – Oh, geez, you, you had to go to Adrian Peterson. It's just case in point with our er, earlier meteorology point there. I mean, there were no signs that Adrian Peterson was going to go no. into Arizona and just, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't. He looked, he was beyond toast. He was toast that somebody tried to reheat and then he was behind an offensive line that was soggy bread. It was terrible. Like, I, did nobody sell that coming? Dude, dude stopped at the gas station. He plugged himself into the electrical <laughs> thing, and then he just got it going again. That's what I, I actually said in the column this week. I said he really is a cyborg. He just needed a battery change. <laughs> oh, that's classic. We're we're lockstep here, Jake. We're lockstep. All right, let's move it on here. DFS. Who is the quarterback saver of the week on DraftKings between Josh McCown, uh, Brett Hundley, Terod Taylor? Deshaun Kaiser. Dare I add C.J. Bethard to this person's question list no. here as well? No. Bethard, uh, Bethard, what, whichever. Yeah, Bethard, I am go. not going that way. I'm not going with uh, Bethard. Uh, I would say 
Tyrod Taylor for me because the Bucks secondary is non-existent. And you know, with the thing with Tyrod Taylor is there's gonna, I don't expect a lot of people to be on it despite the matchup because he doesn't have a very high ceiling. And But the fact is here is we know he can get 200 passing yards with McCoy, Nickel Leary, you know, maybe Jordan Matthews is back. But the real appeal is he can get the 30 yards almost every single game, which is just a little bit more and you're getting a free touchdown. And heck, if he runs one in, I mean, that's what you're looking for here. And there's a, there's a, this is a mess. I like, I, Brett Hundley, when my quarter, when I, when I wrote him up for rookies, the thing is, is he's actually got a decent pocket presence. It's as soon as the pocket starts to collapse on him or he starts to scramble and things go haywire if for his mind and everything involved. And the reason I'm kind of worried about him this week is because as you surely noticed, Saints are getting after the quarterback this year. Yeah, they re- they really are. Their secondary is is just on point right now. And well, I guess I can't say on point, but they're definitely in the upper quartile here right now. And and with respect well, to comparison t- to previous years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a- absolutely, absolutely. And with Taylor, I was a lot more hesitant up until the Jordan Matthews news. It sounds like he's going to play, and it's not like he gives me all that much to be get excited about. But you know, he is a slot receiver going up against a good slot matchup. And if he is there, but before he was there, it was like I don't know who the hell he's going to throw to but I mean we've seen this time and time again Taylor just figures out how to at least hit his floor projection which is all we're looking for in cash games anyway all right dynasty Carlos Hyde or Amir Abdullah and Tyler Lockett long term what are your thoughts on this one yeah I'm going to be the gambler here which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that knows me but I'm going with Carlos Hyde it's never been a question about talent it's been a question about injuries and I know he has nine injuries in three years but Carlos Hyde we've seen already this year is the talent is still there He's staying healthy for now. I'm actually worried for this season that they start to use Matt Breida because I don't expect him to be back with the 49ers. And if you're going to have that kind of situation and they're not going to re-sign him, why not see what you have in Matt Breida? But I think that he ends up on a nice team next year that starts to treat him more as the way he should have been treated. Obviously, there's an injury risk. If you were thinking long-term outside of that, I mean, look, Amir Abdullah, He's, he's good, but he's got his own injury concerns, and they only use him between the 20s. He's, they get inside the 10, and all of a sudden it's like, forget Abdullah, we don't want him anymore. And Tyler Lockett, good talent, but injuries himself, too. And if he was on a different team, I'd feel better about it. The Seahawks rotate their number two and three receivers way too much. Yeah, and it's what's funny is like Amir Abdullah is the Tyler Lockett of running backs, and Tyler Lockett is the Amir Abdullah of of wide receivers. It's kind of like how I'm looking at this. I mean, you know, they're both nice, shiny toys, and they they have all the talent in the world. But, you know, whether it's because of the system or the game plan or the script or just how they're not used on the field, you you just – I don't like either of these guys that much here. And Carlos Hyde, at this point, he's proven he can produce on a shitty team. That's all we care about. So if he can be a shitty running back and still get it done, wherever he goes after here, it's not going to be any worse than where he's at right now. So at least there's upside there. All right, Jake. Yeah. So what is your favorite memory? Fantasy, non-fantasy related, whatever you have. Give it your best. <laughs> Give it your all. Uh, it, all it's, it's, it's definitely sports related. I, I, it's two. I have two that are so close. So one's baseball and one's football. Fortunately for everybody, it's just like, oh, my God, he's going to talk about baseball. But all right, I'll <laughs> give you the football first. I, we, we grew up in North Jersey. So, and we moved down here while I was still a kid. But Super Bowl twenty five, I still remember fresh in my mind to this day, sitting in my living room on my hands and knees, praying with my parents and my sister and my entire family that the kick wouldn't go through the upright so I could celebrate the Super Bowl for the Giants. And, you know, not that the prayer had any effect, but, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> and 
it happened. And like, I still remember, I like I could still picture the entire scenario. And then in that same house, the same thing I could picture was also even younger than that was I'm a Mets fan. And my dad is a Red Sox fan. And I remember oh, wow. game six, sitting in the living room, watching that game, being upset, you know, thinking this is it. This is over. My dad decides to go to the bathroom and take a quick dump because <laughs> he's like, this is over. I'm going to be out by the time they win and they all celebrate. He's in there as the ball goes through Buckner's legs. And I run over to the bathroom door and I start pounding on the bathroom door. You'll never guess what's happening. You'll never guess what's happening. <laughs> uh, it, I can absolutely relate to that because the same thing happened in March Madness many years back uh, when the Illini lost at North Carolina. But before they lost at North Carolina in the finals, uh, it, it was a weird, funky pool that we do. And my my old man had Arizona and I had Illinois and he left the room. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeremy, you know. You know, the better team didn't win, but what are you going to do? And next thing you know, he comes back in the room, line I, you know, 15 points down, 11 points, 7 points, 3 points. Next thing you know, they win the game. It's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nailed it. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, redraft. Start three from, oh, this is an interesting topic here this week. Benny Fowler, Hunter Henry. I just read it. Jimmy Graham, Amari Cooper, and Well, it's Tariq too late for Cohen. that one. <laughs> hey, I hope you went with Amari Cooper. If you looked at my rankings, you definitely started him. So I, I didn't have him high enough. I, I had him pretty high at wide receiver 22. That wasn't high enough for Amari Cooper. So we'll assume this person hopefully. Hopefully they did, yeah. Uh, of the other two, I'm starting, wow, I can't believe I, I might go with both tight ends. Benny Fowler, like, this is, it's opportunity based over talent. And he doesn't have a ton of talent. I, oh. You know what? Nah, I, I is this? Did it say PPR or non PPR? I'll just well, I, I'll, let's assume PPR. I'll assume PPR. I'll go Fowler and Graham. If it's non PPR, I'll go Hunter Henry and Jimmy Graham. Very Cohen's good. off the board because Fox keeps screwing around as he always does with his running backs. And Benny Cunningham is getting snaps over him now. I mean, that's just because John Fox is an idiot. He's an idiot. He's just yeah, yeah he is. He's, he's, he's up there with see that he's like Bill Belichick with his running backs, but he's stupid. <laughs> he's, he's he's worse than Mike Tom. I think Jeff uh, John Fox is trying very hard to be Jeff Fisher. The problem is, is his defense is actually bailing him out because they're actually starting to gel a little bit here. I mean, they've been a victim of injury for the last two years running here. Um, but, yeah, he's just, just bad, just awful, awful. <laughs> Moving on, DFS, there are a lot of good tight end plays this week, as we just kind of alluded to here. Uh, this question questionnaire questionnaire he's wondering if this is a week where he should be playing another in the flex while they all look good he's just concerned about opportunity cost as uh, he normally rolls out a third running back in the flex so obviously this has to be DraftKings here yeah and I 99% of the time I shy away from tight ends unless I'm playing a tournament and unless there's some great value there or undeniable matchup but the problem is you already missed out on Kelsey because you're not playing the Thursday night here so it's what are you going to do you're going to do Ertz and Gronkowski and uh, maybe I could see that but the prices are just so prohibitive and you know Delaney Walker maybe you could put him in the conversation but he all of a sudden popped up in the injury report today and then, you know, talked about Ingram and Graham I mean, maybe if you want to do a Gronk and Graham but at the same time I just hate I just hate going that route because it's worse than wide receivers. You want your touches, you know, again, maybe in a tournament, but no, there's no way I'm doing it in the cash. Let me throw it this way. So we, we need savings somewhere, very limited value. Maybe if you're looking at somebody like Robert Woods, of course, Jordan Matthews helps yeah. out. But what if you, you know, start someone like George Kittle in tight end and then you're using Jimmy Graham in the flex? 
decently that, priced. That I could see, and that's funny because I was just thinking George Kittle, as you were saying, for some savings. So I could see that one. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough, interesting week for 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 just lineup construction in general. With the likes of McKinnon and Ingram, their prices raised uh, raised here, but it looks like Ingram's still in a good spot. You know, you've still got Gordon in a bad matchup, but you know the right. usage is out of control, well, so it's still a thousand remember two. It too. How many millionaire makers have had two tight ends? Has that happened maybe once or twice throughout the years? So yep. it, it just proves how rare it is for that to actually work. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, if if you don't want to figure out whether or not you're going to be starting two tight ends, one in the flex this week, head over to Draft. So listen up. If you like fantasy football, you got to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft. It lasts just one week, and there's no roster management. Set it. Forget it. You're done. Boom, bam, bing, boom. Once you're done drafting, <laughs> that's it. No trades, no waiver wire, that's it. Drafts literally are starting every two minutes, maybe every 30 seconds right now. There's a ton of traffic for the NFL season, even more traffic right now for the NBA season as well as that's kicking off here. So get over there right now, and the best part, you can play for straight cash, homie. Drafts start for just a dollar, and if you're a high roller, I have seen head-to-heads. I have not partaken in them, but they go all the way up to a grand there. So uh, pretty awesome stuff going on there. And uh, join me over on Draft today. You can download the app anytime from the App Store. You can also go with your browser at playdraft.com, whatever you want, wherever you want, like me from the bathroom, escaping the kids every 30 seconds here. That's all it takes. For a limited time only, uh, only all new players are going to get a free entry into draft when you make your first deposit. Use the promo code RVRADIO. That's right, real money for free just for using our promo code RotoViz or RV Radio. Uh, again, search draft in the app store and use RV Radio. All right, here we go. Jake, Dynasty, should I be looking to de- uh, deal T.Y. Hilton and selling low or just hanging on and hoping for the best from Andrew Luck here next season? You know, if it's Dynasty, I'm buying low because the fact is that the disappointment from this year is really by the people who were expecting anything different and expecting T.Y. Hilton. The fact is he's still still a borderline wide receiver one despite starting the season with Scott Tolzien and trying to acclimate to Jacoby Brissett. The problem is this year, especially, which has actually been most of his career, he plays better at home. But now, with the quarterback change and what he's dealing with now, it's even more pronounced. It's, I mean, we're talking Brandon Cook's levels back when he was with the Saints of home road splits or Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback. So just play him at home. Don't play him in the bad matchups if you can possibly avoid it. It's going to be very hard to bench T.Y. Hilton. But like this week, if you can, get away from Jackson on the road. But I'm buying low because the fact is, again, I go back to everything going wrong and he's still a fringe wide receiver one. So if Andrew Luck comes back, I actually don't expect him to come back this year. But if you're talking dynasty, you're talking about for the future anyway. I'm buying low on T.Y. Hilton if I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there 100% as well on T.Y. Hilton. Uh, the next one is, of course, our fuck, Mary kill here. Now, we... I didn't. I have to say, there's some there's some bad planning on my part here because one of them happens to be Amari Cooper here, right? So you're gonna have to forgive me for that. But here we go because both of these guys have just completely pissed us off. All three of these guys for seven weeks now. So we got Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, and Demarco Murray. Oh wow. Uh, I well, I kind of gave it away. You know what I do is like I'm gonna hook up with Demar or uh, Amari Cooper from time to time because I told you he's Brandon Cooks. You know, I'll get my jolly <laughs> here and there and. 
know that, you know, all right, well, I'll call you up in four weeks and we'll get it back together then. Uh, Marion is Julio Jones, I still believe. Uh, if for the questions I'm getting on Twitter, I'm just baffled at how many people are willing to give up on Julio Jones. I'm buying. If you missed out on buying on Amari Cooper, buy on Julio Jones now because once that game happens, as the window just shut with Cooper, it's going to shut with Jones. And that, yeah, I, I got to kill Demarco Murray, which is sad because I've always had a soft spot for Murray uh, uh, for me. But uh, I would definitely knock him off at this point. That hamstring is just too much. I mean, if you can't be flexible in the bedroom anyway. <laughs> True. Well, and, and what's weird is I kind of have an affinity for for running backs like Demarco Murray that I can bruise it through the tackles. He can still catch the passes when he needs to. You just the all-purpose back. I always tend to, to target that profile in dynasty leagues from a rookie draft perspective. To my own demise, because they always seem to get hurt as well. But what are you going to do here? Uh, team outlook. What type of downgrade do I make? Uh, do I make to Devontae Adams and Ty Montgomery from this point going forward? First, Aaron Jones cracks a rotation. Now Aaron Rodgers cracks a clavicle. I, I guess it's not I too soon for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he tops it off with give me a break, of course. <laughs> well, nice. Oh, well, you know, here's the thing. Is, this is The entire situation is obviously arrow down. I mean, there's no surprise there with Brett Huntley. I think that there's a couple of ripple effects here. Jordy Nelson, I think he thinks about a half tier hit for me. I think that if you looked at it in the past without Aaron Rodgers' numbers, have still been pretty good because he's Jordy Nelson. Uh, Devontae Adams to me takes the biggest hit of anybody because he's touchdown dependent and a lot of people who doubted that he could be able to do it again this year was wrong to this point. But now with Brett Hundley at quarterback and expecting that to affect the offense, less touchdown opportunities, as I already mentioned, my concerns are Brett Huntley if he's not getting the protection. I think a lot of his success is going to be on the offensive line. And sorry, I just got distracted by Amari Cooper going for potentially a third touchdown. Good God. <laughs> anyway, so I expect that to be a big hit. I think Cobb can end up evening out by seeing more short yardage work, see more passes, you know, because you want to keep Hunley with the easier passes, but the less effectiveness will kind of offset the increase in targets. Running game-wise, I obviously think they'll try to run the ball more to give some more balance, but again, it's the touchdown potential. So I think Ty Montgomery sees a little bit of a boost, but Aaron Jones takes it a little bit of a hit because Aaron Jones would be more touchdown dependent. Yeah, that's a solid take. I almost wonder if Aaron Jones maybe gets a little bit more of the work on the early downs in Tymont, uh, especially yes. in the near future here. But I guess, you know, to your point, if you're in a PPR league, I don't know how much that actually helps you. You still need to be able to take the top off and open up the run game, which I don't know. Maybe they're going to be able to do it. I, I'm just not seeing it. I know a lot of people are excited with Hunley right now. Um, if, if it happens, I don't think it's going to be very exciting this week here against the Saints coming to town here when you would expect that to be a high-flying offense. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing more of a grinded out type of game there. Going to be interesting to see how, but you are going to be able to get redemption. If you took the Packers on the over and the early season, you know, before the season started, I mean, that, that I, I hate to say it, but that sucks because that's not going to happen at this point. <laughs> um, but there is redemption. Head over to my bookie. They're the sponsor of our show here. And there's a reason why, because they are flipping awesome. Head over there. They've got an awesome site. They've got an awesome mobile app. All of their uh, stats are updated real time. You can do plenty of player props as well so you can go ahead and get your under on the Devonte adams touchdown prop there if need be for this week as well uh and also if you sign up right now they're gonna you're gonna get a hundred percent cash bonus i don't know if you remember like the old school days jake where we used to get a hundred percent cash bonus on the likes of DraftKings and fanduel it was awesome although it was a slow drip 
who, who came out with that term anyway? Drip. They they had to have been cokeheads at some point <laughs> in their lives. It's quite it's quite possible. <laughs> it's very it's very possible. But you need to get over there now to my bookie because that hundred percent cash bonus is going away, folks. It actually is going to be after this week a fifty percent cash bonus, which is still pretty pretty damn solid there. But this is your last week for a hundred percent cash bonus. So if you're putting in a hundred dollars, you're going to get a hundred dollars. Um, I'm awesome at this math thing here. So, uh, but get over there right now. You listen to this show. This is already going to give you an edge, and I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't think they were an awesome service. You win, they pay. That's kind of an important consideration here. Again, in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks, uh, perks around in the business. And don't forget that. Uh, mobile app as well. Use the promo code ROTOMAILBAG to activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. ROTOMAILBAG. All right, DFS. Jake, are you using, I think we just kind of alluded to this here earlier, are you using Benny Fowler in order to hit higher price guys in your lineup? Are you simply taking Demarius Thomas and not thinking twice about that there? Yeah, I think I'd really just be going with Demarius Thomas. Again, to go back to what I said earlier, it's one of those situations where it's opportunity versus talent. And the talent's limited with Benny Fowler. Obviously, the opportunity is going to be high. But there's been a lot of times where we've seen it before where opportunities for running backs, which are guaranteed touches, and it doesn't come through. Opportunities for wide receivers. I mean, look at the Giants last week. Not that it was a great matchup, but there was opportunities down the line for everybody from Roger Lewis to Tavares King to everybody involved. And the most catches was one for the wide receiver. So I understand Betty Fowler's been a lot more involved than anybody on the Giants so far. But at the same time, I, again, Betty Fowler feels more like a tournament play to me. If you're looking for those kind of savings, there's no way I'm going down his road in the cash game. Yeah, I'm I'm not either. And I mean, it it could very well be recency bias because some of these chalk cheap wide receivers, quite frankly, haven't necessarily hit. Uh, to your point, it's the running backs which are which come with more predictability. Um, but I mean, especially now with the likes of you know you, you've got Robert Woods, granted it's across the pond, but you can use him. You can use Jordan Matthews, um, which is also less sexy, but it, it's not Benny Fowler. So uh, in in from a tournament perspective, yeah, I mean, he's I can't imagine him you know going out and doing a 10x for you or anything. So. Uh, I think he's just an avoid for me here as well. All right, Jake, what was your worst job you ever had? Oh, wow. See, this is where I should have read, read through some of the questions. But, hey, you know what? This is actually <laughs> an easy one. But, oh, Marshawn Lynch just got tossed from the game. Look at that. Yay. That's terrific. <laughs> Hope you didn't have Marshawn Lynch. Uh, so, anyway, worst job. Uh, I actually, uh, do you know Boar's Head, the deli meats? Oh, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. Okay. So in early high school and then even through college, I used to work for the local distributor which meant getting up about 3 o'clock in the morning to Ooh. get to the cooler, which they didn't like us calling it the cooler. I forget what we were supposed to call it. Whatever. It was the cooler. That's where, because all this where all the meats and boxes, and that's where everything goes. Get there at 4 o'clock <laughs> so we could unload the truck from New York, and then you're in a cooler all day long. And again, you're at 4 o'clock in the morning. You're talk, You're walking into a, something that's 35 degrees, so that feels real great, despite the fact you even have jackets on. Still doesn't help. Every time you bang your hand or bang anything, it's a thousand times worse because you're working inside of 35 degrees. So work it out. And then on Fridays, I also had to be the one that cleaned the trucks. And I mean, if you missed a spot or anything like that, got yelled at because you know, <laughs> those things have to be spick and span because, you know, trucks on the road, that that's a big factor in whether I want to buy my meats from a truck. But whatever. Yeah, that does. I, I hated that job. That was a that was a summer job, and then it ended up being a more than part time job while I was in college. So it's just I would never do that again. 
Yeah, I, I, ooh, not for the faint of heart. I do thank you for your service, though, because the local uh, Caputo's yeah. in town here. That's that's the deli meat that you can. I mean, if if you want the, 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 yeah. the pro move is is to go with that deli brand one hundred percent of the time. And because we had box cutters, I sliced my fingers at least a handful of times. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. So you, well, you were there. I was at I was at Piggly Wiggly shop the pig. That's that's where I was oh, cutting okay. my okay. <laughs> Oh man, and, and now Caputo's, Piggly Wiggly, basically, basically everybody's becoming Butera. Butera's basically just gobbling everybody up so they can get bought out by Walmart, which is how. Or world. Amazon. Or, or Amazon, that's right. All right, redraft. Can I trust Doug Martin this week? I think so. I think Doug Martin's gotten to the point, and it's quick, it's a quick turnaround that, you know, look at what happened. Jaquiz Rogers, backseat, gone. I mean, Jaquiz Rogers, droppable. I, I assumed he was as soon as Doug Martin came back, but. I you know held on one extra week just to make sure he he's in the distance now and Charles Sims pass catching option but Doug Martin looks kind of as good as he was in his good seasons the only concern we always have he's got three terrible ones and two great ones so I think that Doug Martin against Buffalo isn't the greatest of matchups but he's at least an RB two you gotta start him. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you there as well. All right, Jake. So this next one here, and I know you didn't get a, chance, a lot of I prep time I just started here. reading it, so all right. This one, this one's intricate here, but it's it's one <laughs> of my favorite this. ones, movie within a movie. So you take one movie's cast of characters, pick them up, move them to a completely different mu- movie plot. What's the new <laughs> movie? How does it play out? So for instance, maybe I would take uh, Vince Vaughn and John Favre from Swingers, right, which is my all-time favorite movie. Don't judge. Okay. And okay. then I would take them and I'd put them over in the internship. And so instead of, uh, well, I can't do that. How That just so happened to be Vince Vaughn on both yeah, of those. It's thing. like 20, 20 years later, <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. But but you get the you get the gist of it, yeah, right? Yeah, I so got the, what you're saying. Um, wow. I got to think about Let's see. How about you could put the Avengers in Jaws and they just F up the shark to start the movie and shawarma on the beach for the rest of the movie. How about that? That's, that's a good uh, I, I want something better than that. Maybe we gotta keep thinking about this. What? Give me another one while I'm thinking here. Hmm. No, that's, who who did it? Uh, Raybon was on last week, and I think he took. Ah, uh, jeez, oh, he he took Scarface. What was, he, was it? Scarface or The Godfather? I got another one. He put Chucky and Pinocchio. He just. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, 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 I got to do one. I got to do one. All right. I was trying to think. Hold on. Hold on. Before you go any further, you put Chucky into Pinocchio. We're just going to literally just scar the next generation of little kids for the rest of their lives. I got. I, th- I think this is my trumpet, though. This is. I, I don't care if you like it. This is my new favorite. I was trying to think. As soon as you said it, I started thinking like action movies. And so I went to John Wick. Here's, here, I got this one for you. Here we go. John Wick. And Groundhog Day. He just keeps waking <laughs> up and mother effing the crap out of people every day. <laughs> over oh, and over and over again. Wake up, kill every human on the planet. Wake up, kill every human on the planet. Wake up, kill every, just over and over and over again. Oh, that's that. That is one hundred percent a good one, and absolutely nicely done on very short notice. And too, I don't think anybody had mentioned Groundhog Day yet. That's that's a prime one. That's absolute classic right there. <laughs> that is. What was the guy's name on the street? Um, Ned. 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 Yeah. Ned. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, gosh, I'm gonna have to go watch that, that one. First now. steps a doozy. <laughs> Needle nose Ned, yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, classic. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from that because my cheeks hurt. All right, team team outlook was Adrian Peterson a product of the script? Uh, okay, well we already talked about this ironically yeah. here. So um, the question going forward, they rolled more two tight end sets. Will that continue? Uh, this question is uh, concerned about Carson Palmer's volume going forward. 
Well, so Adrian Peterson, yes, the game and his performance was a part product of the script, but I also think you're going to see Ellington going forward of not being left out, not going to get it over. Adrian Peterson will have games like that this week. And Ellington is actually questionable. This week against teams where you can run against, and the Rams have been among the worst. I expect more of that type of game where, all right, you say Carson Palmer doesn't need to throw the ball 40 times a game. He doesn't need to have it 70% of the time throwing the ball game script. So I think that's what they're looking for. But there will be games because the Cardinals' defense is abysmal this year with and without Patrick Peterson that they're going to end up being behind or being in a game flow where they're going to have to start passing. And Ellington and Carson Palmer will see their value tick back up. But the good news, I feel less concerned about Palmer because, as we saw last week, it helped his efficiency. So even if it comes down, he's only passing 60% of the time. Hopefully this balance improves his game overall. Yeah, I, I'd be lying if I told you right now. I'm still not hung up on Chucky right now. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> stop. And I, st- I can't stop thinking about Chucky and Pinocchio right now. And and Chucky's nose just growing. <laughs> he's got a dagger. He's got a kitchen knife in one hand, talking about the lies he's about to tell. <laughs> oh jeez. So true story. When I was when I was maybe about four years old, for whatever reason, my parents actually allowed me to watch Chucky, and I was really scared going to bed. And oh, my parents. Nice. Maybe I wasn't four. Maybe I was six. Something, but nevertheless, something stupid. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, so apparently, though, my my not apparently, it actually happened. My my older brother, um, just just an amazing soul. Apparently, at this time, he took my my buddy doll. You remember my buddy, my buddy? Yeah. Yeah, So he kind of looks like Chucky, right? If you look at him at a glance. So he took the my. He took the My Buddy doll and put it bedside after my parents left the room and then, you know, shined a flashlight on it and shook me. And that's what I saw. And he made the Chucky noise when I was like six years old. I, I can't look at that doll for the rest of my life again. <laughs> so, so, so now you're never going to be able to watch Pinocchio again as he like slices up Geppetto and on his John <laughs> and kills all the things and strings the cat up. And <laughs> Yeah. Who, who else is on the show? John Hinkle, uh, Dingleheimer Schmidt, something. Did I yeah. say Dingle? I think I said Dingle. I don't think it's Dingle. Some... John Jacob Dingle Hunter Smith. That's yeah. His name is my yeah. name too. Yeah. yeah, I said Dingle, which is half of something that's that's not appropriate for this show. I mean, what yeah. is appropriate for this show? All right, Jake. Nothing at this point. <laughs> no, definitely not. If you can go anywhere past, present, or future, where would you go? <laughs> Hold on. You just made. I just went backwards. It's like I was just imagining Chucky singing. I get no strings on me. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Like, how creepy would that be? <laughs> anyway, all right. So, anyway, uh, anywhere past, present, or future, where would I go? Um, that's, should I should I take the greed way out? Should I just go back to my kid self and let my kid self know about Google, Apple, Bitcoin, and betting the Giants against the Patriots? Should I just do that? I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's honestly, that's what I would do. And then I would have free time to not do this job 90 hours a week, and maybe I could have been married by now. That that is the pro move, and I mean, I, I will say though, I mean, take take your time on that. I mean, because I'm married <laughs> with four kids, and I am turning into Ed O'Neill. It's it's actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> Did you know, real quick, just to be super saddened by this, I don't know if it's still the same number because I saw this about a month or two ago. Did you know if you would have just put like a hundred bucks down on Bitcoin when it first came out, you'd have seven million dollars right now? Yeah, I I actually know a handful of people that did that exact thing that that have a lot of money right now. And I'm not one of them. I'm I'm not one of them. Bitcoin. What is this? Oh, I don't know. And it literally, I stored it as a favorite. (laughs) I I stored it as a favorite on my browser here for one day to look at, look look at, and research and see what it's all about. It's just it's 
it's basically mono- here's monopoly money. Want to invest? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, according to oh, never mind. I'm getting too close to work here, so I'm going to move on there. <laughs> but all right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here, Jake. Uh, last but certainly not least, give us a week six bold prediction here. I'm going to go back to what the most interesting thing I'm looking for here, and that's Joe Mixon. I'm going to say Joe Mixon. This is his coming out game, and he has an RB1 performance this week out of the bye. It's it's the talent put together with the usage and everything cracks right for him. Boom. There it is. I am definitely And you have getting... nightmares tonight about Chucky and Pinocchio. As long as Joe Mixon gets across the line, I'm going to be all right because <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that bold call to the bank. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a road of his podcast dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. And if you, again, have any questions you want answered on the RV Mailbag, submit them to us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com uh, or on Twitter at rotovizradio. Use the hashtag RV Mailbag. Jake, man, can't thank you enough for uh, carving out the time. Any last minute plugs? Uh, yeah, you can, as you mentioned, catch me all in kid on Twitter. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is where I got the award-winning show from last year from the FSDA, so make sure you check it out on Target, 4 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Boom, there it is. All right, that's at All In Kid. And uh, also, don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. It means a lot. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Mailbag, a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You shouldn't go to Barnes & Noble and buy 10,000 books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out, I am your book leader. You shouldn't buy 147 copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys, and serve them at Thanksgiving as turbukins. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries, causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could. Because at the Barnes & Noble Book Hall, you can get over a 1,000 titles for 50% off. Stock up at your local Barnes & Noble. Turbukins are fictitious and should not be cooked at home. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.